Welcome to day 91 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Judges chapter 6 through 8, with a focus on Judges chapter 6, verses 28 to 32. When the men of the town rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down, and the Asherah pole beside it was cut down, and the second bowl was offered on the altar that had been built. And they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And after they had searched and inquired, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the town said to Joash, Bring out your son, that he may die, for he has broken down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal? Or will you save him? Whoever contends for him shall be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him contend for himself, because his altar has been broken down. Therefore on that day Gideon was named Jeral Baal, that is to say, let Baal contend against him, because he broke down his altar. Now we're looking at Gideon, and Gideon's story is a complicated one, because while Gideon did some very amazing things as a judge, we can see that he was plagued by fear and compromise. God used him to do a great many things, but here at the very beginning, uh, God has asked him to essentially cleanse his own household before he goes to war on God's behalf because the altar to Baal and the Asherah pole belonged to Gideon's father, Joash. And what Gideon does is he goes at night to destroy it, one, because he's afraid of his family, and two, because he's afraid of the people who are worshiping it. He does it, but he does it almost secretly so that he doesn't have to face confrontation. And what happens is, is he's found out anyway. And What's really amazing is his father, who once again owned the altar and the Asherah pole to Baal, uh, essentially goes, why are you upset? If if this God is real, surely won't he strike down my son? And it almost, in a mocking sense, jeers them. And yet it was his altar. And maybe, maybe, and this is conjecture, what Gideon did freed him of the illusion that Baal had any real power. What's even better is Gideon is renamed at the end of this little segue as a reminder to the people of how Baal was kind of a useless false god. His name became, oh yeah, this is the one who essentially uh, kicked the hornet's nest and there were no hornets in the nest. But once again, before Gideon could step into delivering the people of Israel, he had to clean his own house of idols and altars. And the sad thing is, is if, you, if you've read all of the readings today, you will find out that uh, Gideon didn't finish strong at the end of it all. He kind of fell into the old ways that his family did too. And yet he had seen the powerful moves of God. Once again, though, we come to, to fear. We come back to fear. When Gideon was called, he was found hiding in a wheat press. Uh, when Gideon asked God for a sign, he did it. And then he asked him for more signs, and he asked him for more signs. And by the fourth sign, God doesn't even wait for Gideon to ask. He goes, hey, if, if you really want to know if I'm with you, go to the enemy's camp and, and you'll, you'll know. Now, Gideon's response to these signs and encouragement was the right one, which was to go and to do what God had asked him to do. Quite passionate. And we also see that, well... Gideon had some fear in him. 
He also had a bit of a tactician's mind. If you read about the, the war story in, you know, chapter six and eight, you'll see that he makes some very tactical decisions about creating confusion and chaos, about where he's asking people to help rally and cut off the enemy, about how he deals with his tribesmen who are showing uh, levels of contention for him. And unfortunately, that wisdom doesn't go into the long run because he sets his own family up for failure by bringing idols back into his house at the end. If we clean out our house of the things that are in there, we've got to replace it with God. Because if we don't, we're just going to fill it with more stuff that isn't God. And it's, it's kind of reflective, really, of what Christ said. You know, if you cast out an unclean spirit, you better put something there because the unclean spirit will come back to the empty house and bring his friends and the person will be worse off. And, and truly, Gideon's house was worse off at the end than at the beginning, even though he saw all these amazing things. One, don't be afraid. If God's called you to do something, this is kind of tacking onto yesterday's lesson. If God's called you to do something, don't be afraid. Do it. But then don't forget what he's done through you. Don't forget what he's asked you to do. Don't forget what he accomplished. (laughs) And don't fall back into old ways. Right? Sometimes it feels like we're doing two steps forward, one step back, and, and that happens sometimes. But let's not take two steps forward, three steps back. Let's not take two steps forward, two steps back. You know, it's, a, it's okay in this walk of faith to have ups and downs, but let's always try and keep a little bit closer to God than we were the day before or last week. This whole process of reading through the Bible is to encourage us to read the Bible more than we did last year and to get more. And I know that in this journey, I've definitely had deeper experiences with God. So continue to to partner with us as we move forward and may you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.